The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Virginia's first gubernatorial debate of the 2021 campaign is tonight at Appalachian School of Law. Republican Glenn Youngkin and Democrat Terry McAuliffe will participate, but one candidate on the ballot won't be present. Patrick Larson spoke with Princess Blanding of the newly formed Liberation Party. I asked Blanding what it means that her campaign won't be represented at the debate. She said she's focused on the work. If I spend my energy dwelling on them excluding me, then I am not putting the energy that is needed in ensuring that we reach all Virginians to let them know about our campaign. Blanding said it was a struggle to even get on the ballot without funds to access voter rolls. She turned to door knocking. She says most people signed her petition after hearing her story. Her brother, Marcus David Peters, was killed by Richmond police in 2018 while experiencing a mental health crisis. Blanding says people also respond to her message, which prioritizes racial and economic justice. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Striking workers at a Nabisco plant in Richmond may be able to go back to work soon. Ian Stewart has more. Thursday will mark one month since workers at a Nabisco plant in Richmond went on strike with four other plants in the country to protest changes in work schedules and overtime pay. Snack packing technician Tessella Thornton has worked at the plant for 22 years. While walking the picket line, holding signs urging drivers to honk for support, she says she normally works a 40-hour work week, but... Sometimes I may work up to 12 or 16 hours, two, three days out the week. So, I mean, it's, it's no big deal for us to do 80 hours in a week. In an announcement Thursday, Nabisco parent company Mondelez said that a tentative agreement has been reached. Union representative Lisa Gregory, who traveled from Toledo to take part in the strike, says she's hopeful. I think we have a good offer to vote, so I'm very optimistic. Gregory says the union will vote Friday at 10 a.m. Ian Stewart, VPM News. A Culpeper County couple is suing an electric company for trying to install internet cable lines along their property without their consent. Whitney Evans has details. The couple, John and Cynthia Grano, say the state's eagerness to expand broadband access is at odds with their property rights, the Virginia Mercury reports. They're suing Rappahannock Electric Cooperative, which had plans for a $600 million residential broadband project. As of 2020, Virginia law allows utilities to string fiber optic cables along existing poles and lines throughout the state without consulting property owners. Previously, utility companies had to offer compensation. But lawmakers, in a push to get high-speed access to all of Virginia by 2024, allowed utilities to sidestep that process. The cooperative has said the lawsuit caused them to drop plans for the project. Whitney Evans, VPM News. The Chesapeake School Board has updated its non-discrimination policy. It strengthens current language to include protections against discrimination based on gender identity and sexual orientation. According to Wavy TV, the updated policy passed unanimously at a board meeting on Monday. State law required school boards to pass these non-discrimination policies by the start of the school year, though Chesapeake schools did not make that deadline. 
Additionally, the Chesapeake School Board did not adopt the model non-discrimination policy recommended by the State Department of Education. Eastern Virginia Medical School and Sentara Healthcare want to increase access to diabetes-related education and care in Western Hampton Roads. Jonah Grinkowitz from partner station WHRV has more. EVMS doctors say the residents of Western Tidewater are more likely to have diabetes than other Virginians. Older age, obesity, and food insecurity contribute to that. The region also has a large African-American population, and doctors say black people are twice as likely as white people to be hospitalized for diabetes complications. Project leaders say they will hold screenings and connect positive patients with resources. The project is expected to launch by early 2022. That was Jonah Grinkowitz from WHRV reporting. Service Center Metals is expanding its operation in Prince George County. The company provides aluminum rods, bars, and tubing to metal service centers across the U.S. The company is spending just over $100 million to build two new facilities, according to Virginia Business Magazine. The move is expected to create over 90 new jobs. Prince George County competed with Tennessee for the project. $350,000 of the money comes from the Commonwealth's Opportunity Fund, and another $900,000 will come from the Virginia Investment Performance Grant. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Wednesday, September 15th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.